gotta go get vaccinated. Recorded live from the Emerald City of Seattle, it's the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Your home for pop culture, Transformers, independent artists, interviews, Transformers, and stuff, and things. Also sometimes Transformers. And now, here he is with his extraordinary playlist, Mike Seibert. Hey, welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host, and this week I am going to review the brand new album from The Offspring called Let the Bad Times Roll, and I'm going to talk about why I still keep coming back to this band after all these years. All that more on this all-new episode of Mike Seibert Radio, but first, let's kick things off with some shout-outs. Shout it, shout it. So first, I want to thank last week's guest, uh, Matt Mayer-Lowry, for taking the time to talk about the Kickstarter for his project Thoughtscape Comics on the live stream last week. And I want to remind you that the campaign for that Kickstarter ends on Monday, May the 3rd. So this is the last week for you to get in on that exciting new sci-fi anthology comic book series in the tradition of 2000 AD, Black Mirror and The Twilight Zone. They're still a little short of their goal, so if you are in a position to be able to back this project and help them out, I recommend you check it out, ThoughtscapeComics.com. And in Transformers news, I want to tell you about a fun new Transformers recap podcast that just recently launched called More Than Meets the Ear. Um, Obviously, I am homies with the guys from Autopod Decepticast, and they've been doing a episode-by-episode breakdown of the original Transformers cartoon, Uh, but there's other, plenty of other Transformers series that are fun to discuss also. So four friends got together and decide to talk about one of the um, least fondly remembered Transformers cartoons, that being 2005's Transformers Cybertron. And if that name rings exactly no bells, uh, you're not alone. Uh, But, you know, you might know these five simple words that have become somewhat of a meme for the uh, younger members of the Transformers fandom. Our worlds are in danger. Yeah, I have no idea how that meme started or even what it means, but I I see it in bot posting sometimes, so I I guess that means it's a thing. And with that being said, uh, here is an exclusive sample of their podcast, More Than Meets the Ear. Um, And we love those exclusives, right? And uh, this is an exclusive preview of their next episode, which has not dropped yet, so you actually get to hear it first. Um, along with their show intro. Check it out. Our ears are in danger. To soothe them and the galaxy, we must review the 52 Cybertron episodes before the haters can dismiss them as awful. It is our mission. Stuart. Trish. Susan. Josh. Transform and roll out. Hi everyone, my name's Jetfire, and welcome to today's episode of Jetfire ASMR. Jetfire, what did I tell you about talking like that in public? 
You know you love my voice. That doesn't mean I want everybody else to hear it. Let's take this to the couch, honey. <laughs> Jetfire's cyber planet key began to glow. That's it! This podcast is cancelled! I'm leaving! You're all fired! That is the end! I can't believe Stuart's the one who did that! Well, goodbye everyone, and Josh, because we'll probably never see him again. (laughs) Goodbye! Bye, Josh! Now who's mastered the art of the dramatic exit? So... I'm um I I'm told that this is a perfect representation of their show but also an absolutely terrible one. Um so if you are here for bizarre jetfire slash thundercracker shipping then this uh this uh, this podcast is for you. Uh but no, I um I I got to know uh Trish and Susan during Icon Online earlier this year and I'm I'm absolutely stoked to hear that they're doing um, cool new stuff in the fandom, and I uh, but I I haven't met Josh and Stuart before, so I'm excited to get to know those guys and kick it. And um, so with that being said, we're we're gonna do a big damn crossover together, um, just uh, in, in the same tradition with some of my other friends with uh, with uh, a Transformer cartoon recap podcast. Uh, I see a pattern forming, but anyway. Mark your calendars for next Sunday, May the 2nd, uh, Sunday, May the 2nd. All four members of More Than Meets the Ear will be my guests on the Mike Seibert Radio live stream, and we're going to talk about their podcast, and I'm sure both hijinks and shenanigans will ensue. Should be a ton of fun, and uh, then I will also be a guest on their show where we'll be discussing episode number five of Transformer Cybertron. It's an episode called Space. That live stream is going to kick off at 5.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 7.30 Central, and 8.30 Eastern Time. And you will not want to miss that one because I'm sure there will be no shortage of kangaroo ASMR antics to be had. And check out their podcast, More Than Meets the Ear, wherever you listen to your podcast, including wherever the heck else you listen to Mike Seibert Radio. And you can find them on Twitter at MTMTEAR and MTMT Ear Podcast out on the gram. Yeah, man, and as you just heard, uh, the offspring are encouraging fans to receive their COVID vaccines uh, by reworking their 1994 classic Come Out and Play to sing... You gotta go get vaccinated. Uh, that uh, that rework was shared on the band's Instagram and Facebook pages, kind of showing a highlight from the song's music video uh, with, uh, obviously, the new lyrics. And I actually just got my first dose last week. I'm Team Pfizer, so, uh, so no rare blood clots or nanobots for me. Uh, the nanomites join together as a fighting mechanism, first blocking, then expelling the covid venom 
no word on how my 5G coverage is. Um, uh, but uh, my arm was a little sore, and that's really about it as far as uh, side effects go. I, In fact, I didn't even really notice it until we went to the grocery store later that day, and I went to go grab something from the top shelf, and I was like, ah, oh, ow. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I so I've kind of made it through uh, unscathed uh, so far. I know not um, uh, everyone has been as fortunate, but I've been very blessed to have very mild side effects. Uh, I, I like like some, I, I have a little bit of a, a trepidation and a little bit of a, a side effects anxiety going into my second dose in a, in a couple weeks because I hear that's the one that's going to be um, a real problem. So I'm not exactly looking forward to that, but I am uh, excited and looking forward to um, wh- wh- what that means for kind of where we are as a society and as far as, uh, you know, kind of moving on from uh, from the Rona. Uh, but back to the offspring for a sec, uh, you know, kind of uh, kind of getting back to that. Um, I, I did want to talk about their latest album like I had mentioned it's called let the bad times roll it dropped uh, back on April 16th and I've been listening to it for I don't know like a, like about a week and a half now probably just shy of uh, uh, two weeks by the time uh, this episode drops uh, but it's their first album in nine years uh, 2012's days go by was their previous release and they've uh, they've had a, a handful of one-off songs here and there, a couple covers, a single, um, including a song they did for a Sharknado movie and a cover of that Tiger King song. Uh, but um, I, the, the Offspring is, uh, it, it's a band I've picked up and put down a number of times. Uh, not all that dissimilar to ACDC uh, when I talked about them uh, back in episode number 300. Um, so if ACDC was my first favorite band, like I talked about back in episode 300, then The Offspring would probably might be my second or maybe Metallica. The uh, the the timeline gets a little blurry, uh, but but the Offspring were the band that uh, that resonated with me. Uh, I I don't know both uh, uh, lyrically and just kind of through their sound. I th- I think that's what connected with me the most deeply when I was in high school. It just it, it just really clicked with me and kind of kind of spoke my language in terms of just like you know teen anger angst and relationship issues and and um at least at least until i discovered bad religion and uh and, and even then i've always had an affection and an affinity uh for the offspring so i i, I was really looking forward uh to this new album um cuz it's it has been kind of a, a long drought uh long drought and i i know there's been some uh, uh you know a, a difficulty some strife some infighting within the band the the uh original bass player uh, founding member uh, Greg Kay has had some uh, uh, legal dealings
things with uh, the other two members, uh, uh, Noodles and Dexter Holland. But um, I, I, I'm not necessarily going to unpack that here um, because I, I really just kind of want to want to talk about the album. I, I may come back around and, and go more in depth into uh, uh, some of the history um, of the band, but. Um, uh, but yeah, like I said, I, ju- I, I just kind of wanted to talk about uh, uh, the new album, uh, Let the Bad Times Roll. And my, uh, I, I guess my, my hottest take on, on the record is it's totally fine. <laughs> and, uh, and, and with that ACDC comparison I mentioned earlier, because they had a album come out during uh, 2020, their, their first in a number of years. And I said of... Uh, ACDC, ACDC's album Power Up. Um, what what I said was all this album needed to do was just be not terrible, and it's not. It's uh, it, it's actually pretty good. Um, I I wouldn't say it's their best, um, but still pretty good. Um, again, I, I, I hate to keep leaning on the, on the same comparison, um, over and over, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very much like that, that ACDC record where it's like, you know, it, it's been a long enough time since we've had a, um, album, uh, from the offspring and, uh, the time was right and I was ready for it. And all I wanted was it to just not be bad. And it's, uh, as I said, it's pretty good. Um, I, I would also say that it's not quite as earnest and um, self-serious as their last two albums, uh, uh, Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace, and Days Go By, uh, both uh, both produced by, by Bob Rock, actually. Um, and I like both of those albums uh, uh, quite a lot, actually, uh, especially uh, Days Go By. But this, um, this with, with this album, uh, Let the Bad Times Roll, it, it really feels like they're kind of trying to recapture some of that 90s flavor uh that that made them so popular to begin with and i i don't necessarily mind that um i i think like like other bands like bad religion like like i've talked about it's like the uh Actually, you know, I I would I I was going to make this other uh, bonkers comparison, but I was going to say that that I would say the Offspring more than Bad Religion is a band that has aged with me. So, in when when I was in high school, it was all about you know uh, hijinks and and again that 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 teen angst. But by the time they're releasing albums when they're in their 40s or, uh, and I'm in my late 20s and 30s, uh, the the themes seem to kind of take on more of a mature uh, tone. Now, there's still the 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 signature goofy songs and, and things like that. But what, what I find is that a lot of their more recent stuff, eh, recent, they haven't done an album in nine years, but like that, that, that era, that, that, um, that kind of, uh, 2000s era, uh, I, I think really resonated with me even more so than the nineties stuff because I was an adult and can kind of, uh, connect with it in, in a way that, um, that I couldn't necessarily, uh, uh when I was, a, when I was a teenager, but, um, but like I said, that this this album kind of 
I don't want to say it's a step backwards because it's not. It it, it feel it actually feels like the next album in progression that would have come out after Days Go By. I, um, maybe maybe not necessarily timing wise, but but I'll unpack that in a sec. But it, uh, um, yeah, it, it does. It, it does, like I said, it does kind of seem to tap into uh, at least the spirit of uh some of the older stuff while still kind of uh putting uh, sticking to thematically the current things that they had put into uh their their more recent albums so anyway let's uh let's dive into some of the individual songs and instead of going in track order um i i'm gonna i'm gonna change things up a little bit the band has actually released a number of clips on social media and videos out on youtube um so that's that's kind of what i'm gonna do in fact the 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 whole album is there um on the official offspring page on youtube so even if uh and and i don't again i i don't understand how the music industry works anymore but like i i guess i don't know if i see if there's a an incentive to actually go out and buy the album if all of the tracks in one form or another um is out there on youtube i i know um at least some if not all of the songs from from the new album are out on on spotify because i'm hearing that on on my playlist so um i don't know i i I digress but yeah i just i i think that's i i think that's just kind of um weird that you know that they're trying to sell albums but also putting it out on uh youtube so uh but anyway i i thought that's how I would talk about these songs, kind of in the order that the band is sharing them in, uh, using clips from their uh, their social pages, as as opposed to just kind of uh, uh, going in track order. Um, so first up is, of course, the title track, uh, uh, Let the Bad Times Roll. So I've had a lot of time to process uh, this song and and listen to it and think about it and interpret it in uh, in a number of different ways uh, since it came out in February. And actually, that's kind of where I want to start it. it, So it comes out early February and um, from from a certain perspective the 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 lyrics and the overall vibe of the song seem to kind of take on a certain connotation being so close to the uh January 6th uh riots uh, uh storming the capitol and and um um you know that 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 uh that the whole insurrection thing um because like there there is some very uh maga centric um uh lyrics and and themes in the song let the bad times roll and i think for me that that's kind of the first problem with it is that it i you know when when i first heard it 
I liked it. It was catchy. Uh, but then, but then I, I listened to it a couple times and, you know, kind of started to understand and memorize the lyrics more. And I, I, you know, I, I, I picked up on it pretty quickly that this song is dated in that, you know, there, the, there, there's even a, uh, reference to, um, a lock her up chant. Um, the, this is a song that, I think belongs either in 2016 or 2017. I think through um, current worldview here in 21, uh, kind of uh, with, with with the pandemic and obviously a change of administration, um, I I don't think the song works as well. Uh, from a uh, thematic standpoint um, that said I mean because yeah so I mean so like the, the whole thing is you know uh, uh, let the bad times roll and to me that's that's a direct reference to uh, Donald Trump being uh, elected president and when that that piece I I uh, played you there, where there there's a there's a certain resignation to it. It's like ah oh, fuck it, you know, just fuck it. Let the bad times roll, you know, kind of like a, a an indifference. And to me, that that seems kind of like a attitude either going into the election or just after the election. That being the 2016 election, that one that was five years ago. So again, the the the. The, the material in the song uh, sounds dated and it feels really weird this coming out in uh, February just after the inauguration of our current president. And it just, you know, throwing something out there saying like, let the bad times roll um, at a time where we're supposed to be kind of supposedly you know reuniting as a as a country and you know uh, uh vaccines are rolling out so so the pandemic will you know soon be a thing of the past and all that it just it, it just tonally it just it just feels really weird and dated and you know uh, again w- without digging too much into the the backstory of why this this album took nine years to come out it's it's my understanding that a lot of these songs have just been sitting on the shelf for years and i'm sure this is one of them and and it shows and so that that kind of that that left me with a weird uneasy feeling about how this whole album is going to go it's like is is this whole album going to feel uh just as dated as this title track let the bad times roll um is um for me having listened to it for for uh for a while now uh kinda um is is the best i could say about that because like in in a lot of ways it does feel dated but um it's it's a thin line between dated and timeless i suppose i I don't know because like when when it's when you're at this point a 90s nostalgia band like the offspring and you're trying to kind of recapture some of that that 90s feel there is going to be a certain uh dated texture 
to the um, uh, to that, and, and and that's definitely apparent as uh, as we'll go through uh, some of the other songs as well. But um, that being said, with the title track "Let the Bad Times Roll," regardless of everything I just said, it is super catchy. I actually really like the song, even even if I do kind of have quibbles with the the lyrics and 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 dated themes. It gives me what I'm looking for in an Offspring song. You know, it's got the, you know, it's got it's got some woes, it's got some haze, it's you know, it's got a it's got enough uh, uh, harmonies for for uh, for my tastes. And um, uh, around the same time, when they you know kind of dropped the, this uh, this first single, let the bad times roll, they also released the track listing for the album there there's uh there are 11 songs and includes their single from 2015 uh coming for you um as well as a piano version of their somber classic gone away and um a cover of in the hall of the mountain king which is one of the uh more iconic uh classical music suites going back to um 1875 um so they also released a full music video for uh for let the bad times roll that is awful (laughs) um and it uh and and i think a lot of it again you you take everything that i just said and the music video focuses largely on virus imagery you know so so a lot of a lot of covid quarantine imagery there you know folks being stuck in isolation at one point there's that there's uh uh, uh mountains of toilet paper represented uh there's there's uh sequences of uh characters wearing masks so it it seems like they're they're uh turning the kaleidoscope another degree um the other direction because lyrically there there's nothing in in that song that that kind of explicitly invokes uh the pandemic or the current times it's like you know the um the offspring typically don't do specifically on the nose political songs but i would say that let the bad times roll is um a political song kind of focused on the times as as i've already said um a number of times but to come out with a music video that it, it, it kind of seems to invoke imagery of the pandemic i i think is just even more confusing and even more goofy and again lyrically saying um you know let the bad times roll um when we're at a spot where we're at least i think building towards getting out of this damn thing so uh, again maybe i'm i i'm way overthinking this but um i and i i love the band i i like the offspring they're one of my favorites but their music videos have always been consistently terrible. I've just, I, I've never liked them. I, I mean, I think even going back to like the nineties with, you know, come out and play and self-esteem and all that. I don't, I don't think, I don't think uh, stylistically their, their videos have ever really done anything for me. 
Um, but from there, it uh, it actually wouldn't be until a couple months later before I heard anything else, um, another song, uh, from uh from the album. But then on um in early April, uh, it was actually released on uh, April first on YouTube. Uh, still a couple weeks before the album dropped. I don't remember if I heard it on the first, but like somewhere around there, I just. Had happened to be on the Offsprings YouTube page. I don't even remember what I was looking for, but I came across a video uh, for the song called We Never Have Sex Anymore. And that uh, that song is, as you can, um, the, the way I've described it is like it's, when I saw the track listing and I saw a song called We Never Have Sex Anymore, the song sounds exactly like what I imagined it would when I saw that title. It is it is their token goofy song, you know, like, you know, somewhere on one of their albums, usually it's at least one, sometimes more, but there 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 are certain songs that are um goofier sillier funnier you know um if not lyrically then at least musically and then sometimes both um so with this song uh it's a it's a huge big band number uh with uh you know with like an entire horn section and and other uh instruments brought in it's a it's a very full and uh and uh largely produced uh song and it, and it's a lot of fun um i i like it quite a bit and it kind of for as dated as I said that uh, the title track "Let the Bad Times Roll" sounds, this song uh, "We Never Have Sex Anymore" um, kind of takes on a kind of a, a weird new meaning and uh, connotation as we deal with the emotional and psychological toll uh, that the pandemic has had on us. You know, as as individuals and as and as uh, 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 folks in relationships. Um, the um, uh, for me, the offspring have always been really good at kind of like that that relationship angst um, and and various phases of relationship angst. Like uh, you know, like I mentioned that uh, I, I would say that the offspring is one of those uh, uh, bands that's that's grown up with me in that like you know some of the songs um earlier are you know really crass about about stuff like uh, uh sex and relationships but then you know some of their their later stuff and i would include this in there has a you know kind of kind of a a more mature take while while still kind of having that 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 core um uh existential dread uh, to it uh, uh, w- with with regards to uh, toxicity in relationships and um, I, I think with this song uh, lyrically it, it definitely kind of taps into uh, the strain uh, the the very real strain that a lot of relationships have, have gone under uh, uh, during the last year and through 
um, through that kaleidoscope of of this the 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 big band sound, um, I I, th- I think is actually uh, pretty clever, kind of like in a in a way of subverting um, expectations. Th- this this is the kind of like goofy offspring song that that is more musically than than lyrically, I suppose. But um, I I like this one quite a bit. Um, so then on uh, release day, April 16th, um, uh, the offspring kind of release a, a clip for a lyric video uh, for the opening track of the album called This Is Not Utopia. This is not Utopia. I do like the song, but boy, it sure is repetitive. Um, and honestly, I don't know if it's the strongest opener, um, especially for a band that has opened albums with some serious bangers. Uh, th- this one's kind of on the weak side, um, but like like the other songs, I, I would also say it's incredibly catchy, but more importantly... I think this song, uh, "This Is Not Utopia," has has a very radio friendly sound, um, and I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being uh, the next single. Um, and again, as I said before, and and I might be pushing. Uh, kind of okay boomer territory, but I don't know if I understand the mechanics of how. Um, major record label music works anymore it's like you know in terms of like what's a single well kind of kind of in a year where we're questioning things like well what's a movie what's a tv show you know kind of like in the in the um realm of streaming you know how those old models have kind of been changed and challenged i wonder if music is kind of the same thing it's like what what is a single you know what what makes it on the radio and and what doesn't is is radio relevant in terms of like uh making taste as far far as music um it's a, a but Keeping in mind with uh, with I guess my old way of thinking, I, I could definitely hear this uh, being played on the radio, and I can hear it being played throughout the summer. And since it is so catchy and repetitive, I you know I I, I could see this one uh, being a being a hit of sorts. Um, now the uh, uh, the imagery. In the animation for the video is a is a, is a little uh, ham-fisted for uh, for for my liking, uh, like uh, uh, chained hands uh, uh, chanting about the roots isn't uh, isn't specifically subtle. Um, I mean, I I read Alex Haley in high school, and I I and man, you know, I, I, another thing, and and I. I swear I'm not an audiophile like, you know, like, you know, they, they get snobby about, um, you know, like sounds and productions and stuff. But that said, I don't know what's going on with the production on this track. It's uh, it, it sounds weirdly echoey, like um, 
like they recorded the song and produced it over Zoom or something. It it has a a uh, texture to it that is unique to the um to this song from the other songs on the album um so i i don't i don't know if it's a style choice like it it's produced that way deliberately or if there was some uh uh quarantine shenanigans i i'm not i'm not exactly sure but yeah it does it it sounds there's there's just something off about it that that i that i can't necessarily um explain but um like i said i mean it's it's a it's a good song overall um again it's it's just not the uh strongest opening and you know i I don't mean to harp on these music video things but like so it on on youtube it's listed as official lyric video and basically it's it's animation and it has uh the lyrics going across the screen uh stylized animated so it's not like karaoke or anything like that i don't know if that means that it's an official music video does that does that make it a single already I don't know. I, I've dwelled on this topic too much already, but um, it, it's just um, uh, something I guess I haven't really talked about out loud. So I just thought I would try to legislate that here with you uh, because um, that that brings me to uh, my uh, my next one on on uh, on April 19th. Uh, a couple days later so so they're churning these out like every handful of days you know the these different types of videos but on april 19th they released a uh visualizer video for their song the opioid diaries now as near as i can tell a visualizer video is basically kind of like a repeating animation, uh, not all that different from a GIF, you know, kind of kind of set to the song. In this case, uh, the animation is of a person falling, wearing a uh, paper bag over over his head. Uh, one side has a smiley face drawn on it, and then as he's falling, he turns around, spins around, and the uh, the the back side of the bag has a frowny face on it, and then spins back around again to uh, 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 the smiley face, and and then it just loops, and and start over. So, um, again, I just I. I don't know the difference between the these visualizer music videos or the official lyric videos with the animation. Uh, this is I th- this is the most I've paid attention to videos uh, from a band in years. Uh, but um, the uh, their their song "The Opioid Diaries" it was uh, it was originally titled "It Won't Get Better." And that uh, that that phrase uh, comes up in the chorus in the song. Um, And this was actually one of the only songs uh, from Let the Bad Times Roll that they played live on tour prior to the release of the album. So this was one of the songs that they had done and ready to go. And and again, it's so you would you would think that i mean i i don't know when their last tours were last shows were but i would imagine it would be late 
2019, maybe early 2020 at best. So again, it's it, it's it's a song that's been kind of kind of sitting on the shelf um, uh, for a while. Um, and for an album with only 11 songs that took nine years to produce, it does feel like there's a lot of filler here. I like this song well enough, uh, The Opioid Diaries. Uh, it's, you know, it, it's it's a perfectly fine mid-album track. And, you know, uh, um, as I mentioned with some of the other themes, The Offspring uh, uh touch on you know um uh, drug use is 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 another um uh, theme that they touch on so th- this is obviously in that category but it's also with that same kind of uh, uh poppy uh tempo to it and 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 that uh that cadence to it um the 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 chorus is really good it's you know it's got a good hook it's it's nice and catchy um but yeah i mean i i think i i think like with this song much like others on on other offspring albums they sound good together on the album in context with each other but separately um yeah i i mean it's it's fine, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's kind of nothing special. Um, so, and then, you know, I as I mentioned, there's kind of a pattern they're establishing here a few days later on the 22nd of April, uh, the, uh, the offspring released another visualizer video. Um, this one for behind your walls. And I think the other thing, because I've talked about like some of the, the the various themes that the Offspring touch on in uh, in their songs and music, is uh, focus and emphasis on mental health. Um, their their catalog is is littered with songs like this, and this one is pretty good. I wouldn't say it's specifically the best one um, or the the best example of this style. Um, I, I would be interested as a project. Maybe I, I would need a, a friend or fellow fan to kind of help me with this. But I wonder if you could go through the Offsprings catalog and categorize the various types of songs. It's like these are the mental health songs. These are the uh, uh, drug addiction and drug abuse songs. You know, the these are the the laffy daffy goofy songs. You know, the these are the the more um, uh, earnest, uh, self serious songs. You know, here's the relationship songs. Um, and and then here's the ones that are like the radio singles and that are that that are just bangers you know i it would be it would be kind of interesting to to uh, categorize it that way um actually taking that that mentality even further if you could break it down into categories like that i wonder if you could then 
make a decent March Madness bracket where it's like, you know, if you, you know, think of like your, your song categories as like uh, conferences and, and, you know, maybe do a little bracket tournament that way. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here for, uh, for the benefit of all of us. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, again, uh, uh, behind your walls, it's, a uh, again, totally fine, uh, song of that kind of, uh, uh, again, mental health category uh, uh, type of song, and then uh, just yesterday, the uh, the the day before I uh, I was recording this on the twenty sixth um, of April, uh, they released another lyric video. Uh, this time for the song called "Army of One." And this one, uh, this one really had to grow on me. I didn't especially like it at first, uh, but now that I've heard it more than a few times, I dig it. Um, I, I, what, what got me coming back was um, not necessarily the lyrics, but the the sound of the melody in the in the chorus. I. I, I like that cadence and I like that sound. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I guess, uh, speaking categorically, this would also be kind of like a, another, uh, mental health song or maybe now, now that they have like, Oh, I don't know. I, I, at least a small handful of, um, quasi military presenting songs um you know obviously you know with with the the title army of one it, but it doesn't necessarily have any uh connotations to uh, uh the military it al- almost um actually in no way at all but i was gonna say it kind of reminds me of their song hammerhead where it feels like it's a uh very much a uh, military driven type of song and then like in the in like the 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 last line of the last verse you know they kind of subvert expectations and, and make the song about a school shooter instead of uh um, a military person which i i still that still bugs me but um but anyway i just uh, so um yeah there, there, there's other songs that kind of have like quasi-military themes that really kind of aren't um and and i and i think this is this is kind of that 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 same type of thing so um so that's that's six 
of the 11 songs that uh, that I've already talked about. So so what's left? Um, well, there uh, there is a song called Breaking These Bones, uh, which is a fast paced uh, um, uh, kind of a kind of a uh, fast paced song about angst and, and isolation. And, you know, the, the it's. It's still weird how they can dumb luck stumble into a variety of songs that that now kind of take on a deeper meaning this year than had the album come out in 2017, like uh, like I originally suggested. So, like, you know, uh, removed from the pandemic, this is just kind of a a song about somebody stuck in their room now. Uh, during the pandemic, you can, you can extrapolate several meanings there, but you know, it's, I, again, it takes on a a variety of meanings, but this reminds me of some of the stuff off of the smash album from, from 1994 and, you know, just kind of like, um, actually, yeah, it reminds me a lot of the song Gotta Get Away, you know, where it's, it's about, you know, teen angst, where it's, you know, somebody basically, um, uh, stuck in their room and wanting to, uh, break free. And, and I feel that this kind of, kind of is very very similar it doesn't sound anything like it the the lyrics aren't the same but the meaning and themes are um are are very very close now uh for other songs that are on the album uh there there's obviously uh the inclusion of coming for you Uh, like I had mentioned earlier, um, but it uh, it took me a couple listens to realize that this is actually a new recording, and I I I remember uh, by the time I started at KGRG in August of 2015, uh, this song uh, coming for you uh, from the offspring was already old. Like uh, like it had come out that February, uh, February of 2015. So I, I didn't really get a chance to play it a lot. I and I I also remember like on my on my various uh, on my college radio show talking about how this song coming for you was a precursor to a new album, you know, and I, I, I remember waxing, uh, uh, philosophical about like, well, you know, they could put out this song and maybe that they, you know, find another couple songs and instead of doing a full album, maybe they do an EP. Um, I still think they should have done that prior to this album, uh, let the bad times roll. But I think because of like the legal troubles, I, I think that they weren't in a spot where they could do that. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I like the song coming for you a lot. And so this, this was, I, I guess for all intents and purposes, this was really kind of like the major uh, tied me over uh, since uh, 
2012 and days go by like like again like i said they they've had a couple other things like they they did the the sharknado song which was a um a a cover reinterpretation of the gigantor theme they had the tiger king song they also had a a a christmas song uh which was which was also a cover Uh, again throw all those together um and just put it out as an EP. That way you don't necessarily have to worry about putting Coming For You on this new album because, again, at a time where I talked about this stuff being dated, this song is six years old. And it makes sense that it's here on the album because it's the next album. So... You know, had this had this album come out like in 2017, then it would have been fine. And then maybe like during the pandemic, we could revisit it and and have some of that resonance that that I that I uh, spoke to earlier. But but it is it is kind of a weird puzzle, isn't it? It's like what's you know, what's dated, what isn't what's relevant and and what what isn't as uh, as resonant. Um but I I already mentioned uh, the cover of uh, In the Hall of the Mountain King. It's it's fine. It's kind of fun. Um, I I I'm not I'm not gonna play it for you here. But it it's one of those classical music songs. Like you you know you know it. You you I mean I I had to Google the title. I didn't necessarily uh, immediately recognize it. But but w- once you hear a couple bars, you know exactly what uh, what piece it is. But I just don't know why it's here. Um, it's it's only sixty seconds. It's it's very short and there's no lyrics to it. It's it's just kind of like an instrumental jam. Um, The only thing I can think of is that this piece of music or at least this rendition of this song uh, somehow is going to be something they're going to incorporate into their live shows. Like like maybe it's something that they play while they're. Uh, changing the stage and rolling out the piano or whatever. I, I I'm not exactly sure. Again, it's totally fine. Uh, but yes, like like I uh, you know like like I alluded to this uh, this album does have the piano version of Gone Away. Again, their um, you know one one of their more revered classics from the uh, Ixnay on the Ombre album. Uh, their um, and like I said, they've um, they've they've been playing this version of this song for years. Um, it, it's actually really cool. Like I, I've I've um, I've seen this played at three different shows that I've seen, and it and it always brings down the house. It's it's really really good. And by popular demand, they've uh, they have now recorded a studio version, and and it's great. Um, I would say that this, you know, uh, was probably the thing I was looking forward to the most on this album, um, and I wasn't disappointed, um, and. I especially like that they did a little more with it also. 
uh, like uh, like adding in some orchestral bits, um, you know, aside from it just being a piano version. I mean, I mean, shit. I mean, again, it's produced by Bob Rock. So, you know, it's it's going to have some uh, uh, extra production in there. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but but the song is definitely a, a standout and a highlight on the album. Uh, the album closes out with a song called Lullaby, which is a kind of like a weird, creepy horror house reprise of some of the lyrics from Let the Bad Times Roll. So I don't know if they're just kind of like trying to bookend it, uh, but um, it's a waste of space and it's a clunker and it kind of stinks that this is this is how they conclude uh, close out the album. Um, but instead of, uh, closing out on a down note, the, the last song I want to talk about is, uh, is swiftly emerging as my favorite song, um, on the album. And I, I guess though, it, it's hard to have a favorite because of so much reused stuff, uh, here on this album, uh, let the bad times roll. I mean, like I've, um, I, I've liked coming for you for, for six years and, and gone away for almost, uh, that, that's, that song is almost 25 years old. Um, and plus you add in that, that lullaby and in the hall of the mountain King are each only about a minute long. Uh, so I, I guess what, what I, what I mean to say is that uh, the song that's, I guess, what what would I say? This is the song that's my favorite on this album that's not coming for you or gone away or let the bad times roll. It's a tune called Hassan Chop. And, uh, and, and since the, um, the band has not done anything with it yet, um, you know, like I, I haven't seen one of those, uh, uh, visualizer music videos with, with some kind of goofy animation. And I certainly haven't seen a, uh, fully animated lyric video. Um, so I haven't seen any of that yet. So you know what? I'm just going to play it for you right here in its entirety. I'm just going to just dub it off of, off of my CD copy. And I, uh, I, I like this song this much uh, to risk a copyright strike uh, sharing it with you. So off of Let the Bad Times Roll, this is The Offspring with their song Hassan Chop. And you're listening to Mike Seibert Radio. Hassan Chop! Yeah. 
Yeah, man, and, and that one just kind of kind of tickles me for for a couple reasons. Uh, you know, uh, since it's kind of treading on the imagery of that that old uh, Looney Tunes uh, uh, Merry Melodies cartoon, uh, Alibaba Bunny from from 1957, uh, featuring the titular uh, uh, character and his signature uh, catchphrase. That's a uh, that's also something uh, Rich Eisen would say um, occasionally on SportsCenter. You know, like uh, you know uh, during a highlight where where like a baseball player is shown you know tossing his bat and um, it, it's goofy. But I, I remember that he'd be like Hassan Chop. Hassan Chop. <laughs> I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, so, so this song uh, again, it, it didn't, it didn't stand out to me right away. Like when I first heard it, it just kind of came and went and I didn't really pay too close attention to it. But I think it was like once I pulled out the liner notes and actually like read the lyrics and I, you know, in the, in the liner notes also there, there's, I mean, the, the art is spectacular throughout the whole thing. I mean, by physical media, so you can get like, you know, booklets with your compact discs and you can, you know, actually have something tangible to read lyrics on, but it's, um, you know the the image there is uh Hassan's sword you know just just kind of sitting there and it's it's kind of cool um but what i like about the song is that it's kind of like this this crazy uh fusion of their uh song uh Dahui from from their Splinter album which is again just th- th- this manic bonkers surfer song about this this um a gang of uh surfers in Hawaii kind of kind of crossed with uh the the title track Americana from from that album um it, it's got it it's got commonalities with both of those songs and it's also got kind of that that weird vague uh middle eastern flavor that that some of their their songs have it's it's not as explicit but the imagery certainly is um you know and i which which is kind of uh, strange if you think about it for too terribly long i just choose not to but it's a uh, it, it's it's just it it's a fun manic song that i uh um that i've been having a having a blast with um so yeah i i mean there it is uh the the brand new album from the offspring 9 years in the waiting let the let the bad times roll um you know when when i reviewed the ACDC album Power Up uh, during episode 300, you know, I kind of I, I kind of did this 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 weird thought exercise where I was kind of trying to uh, speculate on where uh, that album could fit in in ACDC's existing catalog based on how it sounds to me and where I think it could fit. Um. I, I was I, I keep thinking about the same thing about this album for the offspring and the thing that I keep landing on is I don't think it can fit anywhere else other than where it is because it, it does sound like a progression of the sound that that 
has been developing and maturing since the 90s. So I don't think it belongs with the 90s albums. And likewise, I don't think it belongs with any of the 2000s songs either. It really is kind of its own thing. Um, So I, I do feel like it is the... Uh, figurative and literal uh, successor to their their last album, uh, 2012's Days Go By. I just, um, I, I guess, in in a, in a different reality, this movie, uh, this movie, uh, this uh, the, this album would have come out in 2016 or 2017 instead of in 2021 that that's it as i said even for all of the the resonant themes and things that i've said there there is a weird dated texture to uh to this album it feels like oh it it feels like an artifact uh from that era uh, a a pre COVID era, actually no, not not a a post Trump pre COVID artifact. That's what this feels like. That's what it feels like. Um, and um, I don't know if that is necessarily to its detriment or not. So like you know maybe like in another couple years or as time passes you know i can just pretend that that that's when the album came out or i can listen to it through the kaleidoscope of having lived through the pandemic and have some of those songs uh resonate in a way that's different than uh the spirit with which they were originally written um uh several years ago because like like i said i think i think a lot of these songs have been sitting on a shelf uh for a very long time um so yeah so so those those are my thoughts on the uh the offspring album uh let the bad times roll uh let me know what you think uh tweet me at mike cyber radio or uh hit me up wherever and and just kind of kind of let me know what you think and also let me know if you would be interested in hearing me go more in depth like i um when I did that ACDC episode, I, I went pretty deep and I was thinking that perhaps I was going to do the same thing here. And then just, uh, um, you know, if uh, if you are friends with me on Facebook, you, you see that that my time has changed a little bit uh, for for podcasting. So I have to kind of manage my time a little differently and I haven't entirely um, adjusted yet. So um, so, yeah, so some of my podcasting time is a little more limited but um but yeah if uh, i i i am interested in doing like say like like a top 10 list um or something where it's a uh further exploration of the band or you know maybe talking about some more of my uh memories specifically of listening to uh to their music but um 
but for now, that that will wrap things up for this week's episode. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to listen to my past shows, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Ditcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or wherever the heck else you listen to your podcast. And you can check out the full show archive out on SoundCloud. Five years and over 300 episodes worth of shows there. And join me for the Mike Seibert Radio podcast live stream out on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook Live. Like, share, rate, and review the show. Let us know what you'd like and what you'd like to hear more of in the future. Mike Seibert Radio is powered by Poddex, and special thanks to Dave Sanders for our production elements. This has been Mike Seibert Radio, and until next time, tell all our one, get that vax when you're eligible, wash your hands, wear a mask, and make good choices. You've been listening to the Mike Seibert Radio Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching at Mike Seibert Radio. Email us at MikeSybertRadio at gmail.com. The spelling on that, of course, is S-E-I-B-E-R-T. Call into the voicemail hotline at 231-224-MIKE. Once again, that's 231-224-6453. Special thanks to Michael Geisler for our theme music. For more like it, check out ByDoorMusic.com. This has been a Mike Seibert Radio Production. Our worlds are in danger. To save them and the galaxy, we must find the four cyber planet keys before the Decepticons can use them for evil. It is our mission. Hotshot, Jetfire, Vector Prime, Landmine, Scattershot, Optimus Prime, Jetfire, and Landmine, Scattershot, Jetfire, and Landmine, Scattershot, Optimus Prime, Hotshot, 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 Vector Prime, Optimus Prime, Vector Prime, Optimus Prime, Transform and Roll Out, Hassan Chop!